We've got it all together for a brand new show. Southwood Fields here again, away we go. Well, Macomb is learning from a spooky ghost. Southwood is doing what he does the most. They come on, get involved, till this podcast has evolved. Hang around for Southridge Field. Come on, get involved, till this podcast has evolved. Hang around for Southridge Field. That's my town. This is Kathy Miller, and it is my honor to be asked to introduce in one of the groundbreaking initial episodes of this poignant podcast by wildly successful Richfield natives, Matt Coma and Scott Luther, whom I think we can all agree have finally found their platform to share their commentary, lists, and educate on Richfield happenings. I know I can say most of my time spent in Richfield, and knowledge of Richfield, was gleaned on Scott's parents' porch. With any luck, someday the guys will let those of us not raised in Richfield know where the north-south dividing line is. And maybe they will divulge what really led to the reduction in the number of days Richfield will be celebrated this summer. Guys, is the Friday parade being cut? It's the only place I know where if you work it right, you can go home with enough corn on the cob to feed your entire family. So without further anticipation, let's hear what the guys have to say. Scott, Matt. Thank you, thank you, Kathy, for that wonderful introduction to the South Ridgefield Rooster podcast show. You know, Kathy uh, is what I would consider a South Ridgefield wannabe. She lives as close as you can possibly get to South Ridgefield without actually crossing Everett Road. She did mention all the parades she comes to in Ridgefield. I think she has to be there because her children are in the band. Thank you once again, Kathy, for that wonderful introduction. Many of you know my co-host here, Matt Coma. He grew up in North Richfield along with me. Say hello to everyone, Matt. Hello to everyone. <laughs> and uh, people people seem to wonder why why is this why is this podcast called South Richfield? Well, it's just because after college, my friends got married and they all moved to South Richfield. You know, back on Harold Drive and Paula Drive and. Uh, everyone was living down there, and I thought, wow, I wish I could live in South Richfield, too. I was, I think I was in an apartment in North Royalton or, or something like that. It was, uh, it was a dream to move to South Richfield. So uh, since I couldn't live there, I decided to start a website called SouthRichfield.com. We also now have our South Richfield Fantasy Football League Twitter handle at South Richfield, and now SouthRichfield at gmail.com. In case any of you have any comments or topics you'd like us to discuss on this podcast in future episodes. Scott? Yes. Do you still live in South Richfield? No, I live in North Richfield. (laughs) Well, that makes sense. Exactly. Uh, But I am not going to give up this domain name and change everything. My business cards, my uh, vanity plate, my bumper stickers... I mean, I I think I have my mom monogram my underwear 
with uh, the SR of South Richfield. And, oh. and I lost my seam ripper, so I can't like take those those uh, stitches out that easily. <laughs> well, you're just going to have to make do <laughs> with SR. <laughs> exactly. I'm not, giving up, I'm not giving up the South Richfield that easily, Matt. No disrespect to all the North Richfield people. You and I are from North Richfield. You've got uh, Eric Moore who commented on uh, the North Richfield people yeah. who, who might be listening to this podcast. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> I mean, once they hear that Matt Comb is on it, and they well, know that Matt's Jim's little brother. Uh, yes. They might say, what's, the most... that, what's that Matt Coma up to nowadays? <laughs> I wonder that myself. I ask myself, who is this? What am I, I tried to sing the Talking Heads song. There, there have been a couple of big things that have happened over the last two days. First, yesterday, as we talked about last week on our podcast, the Cleveland Browns did trade the number two pick in the draft to the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Browns received five picks from the Eagles. They received the number eight overall pick, 77th pick, and 100th pick this year. A first round pick in 2017 and a second round pick in 2018 in exchange for the number two pick and a fourth round pick next year from the Browns. So, uh, Matt, what do you think about this uh, trade? Well, I think that all our listeners should download our first podcast because... If I remember right, we predicted this, did we not? Yeah, we said we would not be surprised. Right, which is a prediction. (laughs) I I think it's a a great move. I mean, the Browns have so many holes to fill. Uh, The eighth spot that they get for this year, there's still going to be tremendous talent available. Unfortunately, the Browns have a history of not necessarily getting the right guy at all. But hopefully, looking at a lot of different mock drafts, it does look like they might get the player I've been uh, hoping they'll get, Miles Jack, linebacker from UCLA. The fact that they get all these extra picks, that's just great. I I don't uh, quite understand where Philadelphia was coming from with this. They must really love... Someone. Someone, (laughs) yeah. They don't care. No, I guess not. They, they're they really going after a quarterback, I'm assuming. They have, their current quarterback is... Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford, right. And they're paying him $18 million a year, and he has a guaranteed two-year contract. That's, uh, that's an awful lot of money for a guy you're going to be replacing. But I suppose they're just thinking it's, um, it's going to be, uh, I don't want to say a throwaway year, but... Time uh, just holding the Sam Bradford will just be a placeholder for a while, but they really don't get the benefit of being a crappy team because the Browns will get their pick next year. And hopefully, it's a high pick. I'm rooting for the Eagles to stink it up. And and the Browns aren't going to be that much better, so they will have they'll most likely have two very high picks in the first round next year. We have this year the Browns have twelve picks in this draft right now, barring any further trades. And they have six of the top 100. Hopefully the Browns can identify some talent, their new analytics-based approach to drafting. Hopefully will pay dividends for them. 
the other sad news today is that music legend Prince passed away at age 57 this morning at, in his Paisley Park uh, a home. Prince was obviously a huge influence on, on anyone who grew up in the 80s. Matt, did you hear about this news? Yes, I, I received text from, uh, from my brother and, and from my wife about it. I'm a huge Prince fan. He really was the uh, the soundtrack of my life growing up. I I was just stunned. Apparently, it's complications from the flu. But um, both he and David Bowie, my two favorite solo acts, uh, both passing away here recently. And like you said, in the '80s, he was one of the big three: uh, Madonna, Michael Jackson. Well, I guess big four: Bruce Springsteen too and himself coming along at just the right time when MTV was coming out. Prior to MTV, uh, he had three albums released that were not really big hits, but critical, highly critically acclaimed albums. Then he came out with 1999 in 1982 and had music videos to go along with it, uh, Little Red Corvette being a big hit on uh, MTV. And then the next year, at the age of 23 or 24, he comes out with Purple Rain, one of the all-time great albums, front to back. Every single song is fantastic. And that movie is iconic. I, I can't think of any greater live performances ever captured. And interestingly, uh, the per performance of Purple Rain, that, that is an overdub in there, but the actual recording of that was a live recording played for the first time. And the, the only difference was uh, the guitar solo was edited. That was... Um, yeah, a real shock. <laughs> I remember seeing Purple Rain. I think I must have been 11 or 12 when we rented uh, a Betamax player <laughs> and tape from the Richfield Country Counter. And that was the first time I had seen that. And I was just blown away. As I said, greatest musician of of my lifetime. And um, this is going to be dearly missed. You know, he also wrote a lot of songs that a lot of folks don't know about, I guess, or might not know about. Manic Monday, You Got the Look, Sheen Easton, and probably the biggest hit that anybody else recorded was Nothing Compares to You. And really, I can't think of anything more relevant at this moment than, than that about Prince. You, you have to remember, he also performed one of the greatest Super Bowl halftime shows in 2007 with Super Bowl 41. It was called The Greatest Halftime Show in Super Bowl history. He played three tracks from Purple Rain, Let's Go Crazy, Baby I'm a Star, and Purple Rain. And then he did cover versions of We Will Rock You uh, by Queen, All Along the Watchtower by Bob Dylan, and Proud Mary by Credence Clearwater Revival. He had quite quite a performance that night in uh, Miami. You know, the guy's five foot three and strutting around like a superstar. That's just how charismatic he was. Anybody who could get Apollonia, come on. Yeah. Gotta be pretty good. I mean, Morris Day was good, but nothing compared to Prince. What was your uh, favorite Prince song? Well, I think the easy one is Purple Rain, but for personal reasons, the beautiful ones off of Purple Rain just was a huge impact on me, just... I, I watched the video of that today and still got chills. That was just um, just so moving. How about you? Yeah, you know, I like I like Diamond and Pearls, which was 
Prince and the New Power Generation, actually, mm-hmm. 1991. I like the D to the I to the A to the M. <laughs> yes. I really like that. It's it's catchy. And, I mean, how about Bat Dance? Yeah. I mean, that hit number one. But that was such a bizarre type of song, but it still was great. Right. You got Vicky Vale in there. You got yeah. you got the Joker laughing, and all those uh, clips from from Batman. You know that was the blockbuster film that year in 1989. Yeah, he had that, and um, like you said, Diamonds and Pearls, Sexy MF. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, you could just go on and on. Dar- Darling, Nikki, Pewter Blue, I Would Die for You, Sign of the Times. That entire album. I listened to that front front and back uh, all through college, all through growing up. It, it was, like I said, soundtrack of my life. He was a, a performer I wish I would have seen live, and obviously can't. Are there any performers out there that you would like to see live? Sort of those icons or anybody of that stature? Uh, I've never seen Bruce Springsteen live, and he was actually here not too long ago, and we did not go... I, I looked for tickets. It, it was obviously after the the show had already been sold out, and I didn't pull the trigger on on StubHub and pay the crazy prices that they wanted. Hopefully, he comes back this way so uh, Rachel and I can go see him. Yeah, he's one that I'd like to see. A couple years ago, I got to see Bob Dylan. That was a good show at the Toledo Zoo Amphitheater, which is always a great place to see a show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, along those lines about the icons, um, Dolly Parton is playing in Columbus, and I think we're going to go down and see her. Not that I'm a Dolly Parton fan, really. I love her song, Jolene. But, uh, you know, she's one of those icons. One one concert I uh, regret not seeing back 10 years ago, when uh, Rachel was pregnant with Nolan, we decided to go to Las Vegas before Nolan came along. Uh, so we we went to Las Vegas. It was our first time there, and we said let's go do some some you know, touristy stuff. And Elton John was playing. He he was performing in Las Vegas at that time. He had his nightly show or whatever. And we had seen I think we had seen a concert the night before. And I said okay, we can go to we can either go to see Elton John. Or we can go to see Buck Wild, um, which was like a cabaret show uh, at at the Sahara. Oh and uh, we went to see Buck Wild. <laughs> I, well, the, the man is an that. icon. <laughs> Elton John or Buck Wild topless uh, review. Oh my god! Who made the so, call on uh, that one? <laughs> I, it was mutual. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was a mutual decision. Mm. Uh, I think we were trying to save some money. Maybe I have no oh. idea. But when you go to Vegas, you just you should spend your money. So uh, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna lose it either at a slot machine at a table or with the. Three professional ladies that show up one way or the other. You'll be losing your money. So what's going on uh, up there in Toledo, Matt? Anything exciting? I do have one thing. The walleye run is happening right now. 
The walleye run? The walleye run. Every year at this time, the walleye from Lake Erie swim upstream to do what they do when they when walleyes run upstream. And you have guys standing shoulder to shoulder, casting lines out, trying to catch walleye. I've never fished like that. I don't understand how it's enjoyable. But there are literally hundreds of people standing in the river. As the walleye swim by? As the walleye swim by. Giving them the middle fin. Are they catching the walleye? Or just standing there as they swim by? Well, I don't know how, how well <laughs> they're doing. Um, they must be doing all right, or there's a lot of people calling in sick to work <laughs> because any time of day, there's just tons of people out there in the mommy river in the mommy. That's right. The mighty, mighty mommy. And, I mean, it, it, I mean, how deep is that river? Well, uh, if they're standing in the middle of it. It, that's the whole thing. There's spots where you don't want to stand where it's over your head, <laughs> obviously. So you, you want to stand where it can. It's a shallow river um, for, right. for the most part. Um, on, in dry weather, you can walk from one side to the other in many places. Wow. That's why they had to build the canal system up here was because the river itself was too shallow for transporting a freight. From from um, the from the Midwest farmers? And the, uh, the hog slaughter is down in Cincinnati. Yes. Toledo was predicted to be the big boom city in the um, late 19th century because of uh, its access to rail and the like. And even even prior to that, when the canal was constructed in the uh, early 19th century, it was, again, predicted to be the, the future boom city. You'll do better in Toledo. That was the, the rallying that cry. Was the, that was... <laughs> Rather than move west, young man. <laughs> you don't want to go to Chicago. You just want to stop here in Toledo. Yes, just stay, stop, drain the swamp, build a house. You go to Chicago, you got to worry about Mrs. O'Leary and her cow. Right. No, here is good. Don't go north to Detroit. Oof. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Well, you know, the funny thing was Detroit wasn't uh, a huge city at that time. But in the early 20th century... It was the fourth largest city in the United States. It had a population of almost 2 million people. 1.8, I think it's 1.87 million people in the city of Detroit. Now there's under 600,000. But they still have services, police, fire, water, and sewer garbage collection, as if there were still 2 million right. people. It's, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a recipe for bankruptcy. Wait a minute. <laughs> It rings a bell. Well, I, I do have some restaurant news. Oh, go ahead. Uh, if you don't mind, this is news from London, England. The creators of a planned pop-up restaurant in London where diners will be encouraged to eat in the nude conceded that it might not be a first date venue. Development firm Lollipop announced in its latest project a pop-up eatery called The Bagnati. It's scheduled to open in June and will encourage customers to go au naturel as part of the business's efforts to create a Pangea-like world. The eatery, which already has a reservation waiting list more than 13,000 patrons long, 
will include a special changing area where visitors will be asked to store their cell phones, clothes, and other belongings. Uh, the restaurants will provide special robes for patrons that they will then be free to shed in their dining area at their own discretion. Uh, we believe people should get the chance to enjoy and experience a night out without any impurities, no chemicals, no artificial colors, no electricity, no gas, no phone, and even no clothes if they wish to. That's the a terrible idea... British accent. <laughs> no, this this guy's uh, he's not English. I oh. don't think. Well, I mean, that definitely wasn't English. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Go idea on, is. <laughs> to see your twigs and berries <laughs> who the had the soup to, <laughs> the idea is to experience true liberation Lolli, lollipop founder Seb Lyell said huh? uh, so that's that's in the works uh, it's it's you know it's a pop up restaurant so those are those temporary good choice of words <laughs> Exactly. That's exactly what I thought when I read this. That uh, man there loves the beef Wellington. <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> we have worked very hard to design a space where everything patrons interact with is bare and naked. There you the go. The use of natural bamboo partitions and candlelight has enabled us to it. make the restaurant discreet whilst adhering to the ethos behind it. No doubt this has been the most challenging part for us yet, which makes us very excited about it, Lyell said. He also said the restaurant, which is planned to operate for three months, is likely to appeal to vegans and naturalists. How, however, he, con he conceded it might not be ideal for all situations. Uh, it won't be a first date venue, but certainly... <laughs> Certainly second dates and dinner with <laughs> friends. Oh. So, Matt, would you uh, would you dine here? If I was friends with Kim Kardashian, perhaps. Okay. Would, would I dine there? I would, but I think I'd be thrown out right away. <laughs> They'd say, no, you'll have to wear a jacket, sir. <laughs> what is that? Call the doctor over. That doesn't look quite right. And, you know, you really got to worry for about the waiter dumping soup in your lap there, too. That would be... <laughs> well, if it's a summer restaurant, maybe they'll just have the, the cucumber soup. Or, or the, the gazpacho. It, it is vegetarian. <laughs> and, you know, if you're there and you know, sit, seated on a chair, you want to be the very first person that goes into the restaurant to sit oh, on that God. chair. <laughs> you don't want to be the second... Me bums got scabies. <laughs> you don't want. Could you imagine sitting down right after some? <laughs> hey, but maybe Pippa Middleton will will show up there. Oh, Pippa. Huh. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, th that's got to be uh, quite a list of thirteen thousand patrons that want to come in there. Thirteen thousand awaiting. Is Gordon me... Ramsay going to be the cook, or the chef? Because <laughs> maybe I'll go. <laughs> Will the cooks be naked? <laughs> Will the waitstaff be all natural? Well, if they are naked, they probably have to be clean shaven, I'm assuming. <laughs> oh my goodness. Or wear the hairnets. <laughs> You're wearing a hairnet merkin. 
Oh, Jesus. <laughs> or a fishnet speedo. <laughs> so the Richfield Tavern is. What is that right now? Is that? Is there anything in there? What's the ta- the Tavern of Richfield? Tavern of Richfield, right? Uh, is there it's still the? It's the Tavern of Richfield. Is it in operation? Yes, it is. And there's live is, music every Thursday night. Is clothing optional? Or strongly encouraged? No, I think it's strongly encouraged. I am on their mailing list, uh, so I do get the latest news from the Tavern of Richfield. They have open mic the first Thursday of every month, and my Monday I have a Monday night little band that I go to. It's like a it's like five or six of us. Is this your banjo? Banjos, my yeah, my banjo, a few guitars. And we play music. And one of the guys actually has gone to uh, the Tavern of Richfield on Thursday nights and performed there. And he is encouraging the rest of us to do so. But I uh, I will not be showing up there anytime soon. With you have my banjo. to. You must. I'm, how did you get How did you get involved with playing the banjo to begin with? Rachel bought me a banjo for Father's Day one year. Out of the blue? Uh, I can't remember if I mentioned a banjo. Like saying, huh. That banjo looks like it'd be fun to play, or if uh, she just decided that I need Scott a needs banjo. a hobby. So uh, I I have that banjo. I took lessons for a few months. The rest is self-taught and by no means any good. Uh, we went and saw probably the second best banjo player in America, who was playing in Peninsula a couple months ago. Noam Pakelny of Punch Brothers fame. And he was spectacular. And I was just like, I felt so inadequate after watching him play this banjo. I got to talk to him after the concert. And he, he signed, signed, uh, he signed your a, boob. He signed, I bought his album, like an actual vinyl album. Uh-huh. And he signed, wow. he signed the, the cover, but <laughs> he wrote my name wrong. Um, no, he wrote to Sot. He forgot the C. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that should be your stage name. And Sot. That, he he did realize as he was writing it. He's like, oh shoot, and he kind of put the C in the. He's like, hey, I can give you another one. And I'm like, no, that's fine. And he put the C kind of in between the S and the O. And uh, he he told me when he was a kid, like eleven or twelve years old, he took his banjo to a, a Bela Fleck concert and Bela Fleck totally spelled his name wrong. Even after being, he put Moam instead of Noam uh, on his banjo. So we have that little thing in common. now. <laughs> you guys are misspelling buds. Yeah. yeah both Bela, I guess banjo players don't know how to spell people's names. <laughs> it's all that picking. Yeah. So, are are you uh, a claw hammer picker? Is that is that one of the techniques? That that is a technique. That's how I learned uh-huh. to play claw hammer style. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I do. <laughs> but right now, I'm playing. Uh, I'm I'm just playing chords mostly and different. Changed up the my my rolling patterns and stuff and playing things like we play a lot of Green Day actually. On the banjo, on the banjo, a lot really? of Boulevard wow. of Broken Dreams, uh, Misery. I don't remember what else. We play that, and then we play a bunch of other rock and roll songs and 
I guess, with a bluegrass country type yeah. songs. A lot of railroad songs. So yeah, that's yeah. well, that's great. That is great. Yeah, I enjoy it. Uh, and Mrs. Miss Ryan from our Richfield school days, our music teacher. I did my, uh, see her. Uh, my favorite music teacher ago. ever. Yeah, I saw her. She was at our church, and I told her uh, about the banjo and that I was playing it, and she was so happy. She she actually played a different type of banjo. I don't remember what she said. It might have been a four-string banjo that she strummed more like a guitar rather than playing, actually picking, picking it. So, yeah, it was nice to see her. Did she sign something for you and, and wrote scoot? <laughs> no, but it's funny that you bring that up because I remember, <laughs> not that I, rem- I, I, I remember these things. I don't know why. Uh, Vicky DeChiro in first grade signed my Valentine's Day card, scoot. <laughs> and this morning, the bus was late. And this woman comes driving down the road from to see if we're still there and she's like oh you guys are still here so we didn't miss the bus so she pulled into our driveway and got out and introduced herself and said her name was loretta and introduced me to her boys and we tried calling the transportation garage to see where the bus was it took us like three times to get through finally um we got got a hold of someone and they said the bus is on its way it was 25 minutes late which is kind of a long time yeah, you might as well drive them to school. And it was raining too, so we're just kind of standing out there. It was it was sprinkling. It turns out this was Loretta DeChiro, Vicky's sister. Her older sister, huh? Her older sister, and she lives right up the street. Who who would have thunk it? Well, no kidding. Wow. Yeah. So anyway. I have a Vicky DeChiro story. Okay. From kindergarten, very first day of school, very first day of school, of uh, right on the bus. I had on my baseball hat. It was more of a cap than a hat. I had on my baseball cap with all the different baseball teams on it in the American League. And I felt, you know, I felt really like a big kid. Here I am going to kindergarten in Miss Pyle's class. And I have on my baseball cap, which is like going to the, like carrying my briefcase, <laughs> going, going to school. And and I do everything that they, they, they taught us about. I put my coat and my my school bag in the cubby i take off my hat and hang it on the hook and i go sit down there's this really cute little girl and I sit down next to her and she says hi i'm vicky i said hi and on the other side of her sits bobby hotchkiss wearing a baseball cap <laughs> and she says how oh, i like your i like your hat <laughs> well instantly her her attention's drawn away from me i'm like what <laughs> I run back and get my hat and put it on <laughs> and I sit down next to her too. And she looks back over and smiles at me. And just then Mrs. Pyle comes in and sits down and looks at me and Bobby. And she says, and this is the first day of school, remind you, I think little boys who wear hats are rude. <laughs> I slowly reach up my left hand and pull the thing down. And that was my introduction to education and the realization that I'll do anything for girls. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story. And you were in PM afternoon I, kindergarten, right? I don't remember. I think so. I think I, yeah, I must, I must have because I don't remember getting on the bus 
with the other kids. I did come home on the bus with the other kids. Right. I remember, uh, you know, riding home on the bus. It was a little bit later, and you know, you're feeling, you know, you're you're a big kid now. You're smiling, or you're feel. I was feeling happy, and I was smiling. I was in the seat by myself, and I just had my head leaned against the window, looking outside, watching the world go by. Literally, as we were driving home, and just had just had a little smile on my face, and just felt. And I can still feel it today. Just a feeling of contentment in the world, and just being happy. And then this sixth grader girl in front of me flipped over and said, Hey, Smiley, what you smiling at? <laughs> smiley. <laughs> what the? I'm just a little kid in my head. Thinking, I'm just a little kid. What are you picking on me? I'm just smiling. And my smile was wiped away. Well, I guess in the grand scheme of things, karma is a bitch because she ended up getting anorexia. Oh, so. <laughs> so, you know... <laughs> There's that. <laughs> Smile. Who's smiling now? You know, back then I really did, even though I was just a five-year-old kid, I really did like girls. And in kindergarten, Christine Leffler was my, she was my dream girl in kindergarten. And I remember this one time, you know, they, I don't know if you remember how they selected what activity you were going to be doing. Uh, but we were going to be, both be doing finger paints. <laughs> I'm sorry. We were both going to do finger paints. And we looked at each other and gave each other the, the thumbs up. <laughs> and that was just like the coolest connection in the world. <laughs> yeah! Thumbs up! Finger paints! <laughs> and for that moment, I was in love. Well, that brings us to the end of our second episode. I'd like to thank Kathy Miller for providing that terrific intro. And to all the folks out there, wish you good luck, Godspeed, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, and don't forget to uh, stop by our Twitter feed at South Richfield. Or if you have suggestions for a podcast episode, visit us at southrichfield.com or send us an email at southrichfield at gmail.com so for matt coma this is scott luther saying good night y'all keep crowing out there cockadoodle do <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> that's so bad <laughs> that's the best part <laughs>